The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. We go back like quite a ways. And I was thinking in looking very much forward to this conversation with you, just how cool it has been to watch your evolution. And I know, I know you've even said referring to yourself lately, like it's Griselle 2.0. This is the new Griselle. This is a new chapter. This is in many ways you're in this big new season of your life. So Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool to be catching up with you right now at this very moment. I'm so glad you're here on the show. It sure is a beautiful day. It sure is a good day when you get to spend time with Kat. That's for sure. I am so excited to see you. I was trying to figure out when the last time we saw each other. And besides the fact that I'm a little hungover right now, I just (laughs) couldn't figure it out. Like I was like, Was it LA, New York? I have no idea. But you know what? The internet keeps us connected. I know. And I feel like it's a way for us to just kind of keep up with each other. But it's so good to see you in person. So good to see you. You're so stunningly gorgeous. I love just staring at your face and your skin. And I watch you, yes, on Instagram. And you are such fashion goals in every way. You are mommy goals. And you've just done so much. So to even just take it back a little, I mean, this is, I guess, my most standout memory just about you and I think the type of person you are getting to know you was we did an Emmys show together. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. It was, gosh, that had to be seven, eight years ago. That was so long ago. So long ago. And this will put the timestamp on it for you because... I was hosting the show and it was finally like where mainstream media was going, oh shit, influencers really have this impact and they have these voices and it's really starting to connect with young people. And so it was like the first time ever E was like, let's let's bring on a Mm. lot of entrepreneurs and influencers to get their take on fashion. And Mm. we had that round table. But what I remember about you is you were a brand new mom. Mm-hmm. And how old would Chloe have been? I mean, under one, maybe? I even? think she was, I just had her. So probably about one. Yeah. Yeah. You had her with you. Mm. And that was the first time I remember you were doing the juggle, even back then, because you were on set and you were in like professional mode and you were doing your TV thing. And then you had her, you know, just within arm's reach and you were going back and forth and doing all that. Do you remember? I do remember that. I just, first of all, I was freaking out inside because I was an influencer. I mean, still am an influencer. But back then, no one would have ever considered us like mainstream media material or yet alone invite us to these type of talk shows. So deep down inside, even though I was very confident with what I was doing in the fashion world, when it came to mainstream media, like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was so nervous. And I just had a baby and she was with me. It was just, I remember that day feeling so insecure and not feeling good about myself because I was, there was just a lot happening and a lot of emotions. And, but you made 
me feel so comfortable. And I, I, I was so inspired after talking to you. So thank you for always being so just nice. I Aww. think just, that's that's the word to describe you, Kat. It's like you've always just been a nice human being, no matter where we were in our journey. You know, there were a lot of nasty people when us quote unquote bloggers were kind of hated on in the beginning. Like no one really wanted to embrace us, but you were one of the really, really nice and kind ones that wanted to collaborate, that was open to like, you know, I don't know, becoming friends with us. And that was like about a decade ago. It was a while yeah. back. Well, thank you for those kind words. But no, truly, I I, I was impressed. And I, I've always been curious. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I'm sure you can relate to this, in, in an ever-changing landscape with media and business and motherhood, we change. The industry changes. Like, if you're not curious, if you're not interested in what other people are doing— it's a losing game. Yeah. Like, I mean, that saved me because I mean, look at me now. I'm not on TV every day, but luckily I know enough about this world and its value and the potential reach that it's definitely served me in many, many ways. And you've evolved, right? And I think that's like the name of the game with media in general, whether it's traditional media or digital media, it's like, it's an ever evolving landscape and you have to change kind of the way that you consume, that you create all of that because- you're going to be left behind if you don't, right? Totally. And I feel like you're killing it in that mm. sense. Oh, well, let's talk about you killing it, Chriselle, <laughs> because, I mean, let's talk about it. You have come a long way from Express, your first oh, yeah. job, okay? My very first job. You have come a long way since, you know, being a stylist. You have, like, I, I look at this portfolio you've created, and I am uber-inspired. You are so aspirational. So, I mean— I know you have said on record, like, you you had a strategy, you had your dreams, you knew what you wanted, you worked your ass off. Mm-hmm. Your work ethic to me, I mean, that's what I feel like people need schooled on because um, for people who do not know, I mean, you now have a business, mm-hmm. uh, Bumo. So the podcast is being Bumo, but the actual company is called Bumo. And obviously, we have a storefront in Westville Century City. So yeah, I mean, that's one of them. So it's been fun. You have that company. You have, you know, everything you're doing digitally. You have so many partnerships and collaborations. I mean, you've just created so, so much. But I mean, I guess what stands out for you as being like some of the key ingredients, some of those successful traits that you do possess that have served you the very most? I I would say definitely just a stubbornness to not give up. I'm just relentless in that sense. It kind of serves me well in business, but also personally, it could be bad as well, (laughs) (laughs) which we'll get into later. Um, But I, I would say just a never giving up attitude, always trying to figure things out and just working my ass off. Like, I don't know if that's a characteristic, but literally just outworking anybody and everybody. And I'm not scared to do that. I'm not really doing that anymore because I'm just like, okay, (laughs) I think I I deserve to like rest a little bit. But I just remember the first 15 years of my career, and I'm sure you can relate too. It's like day in, day out, you everything's kind of a blur because you're just working all day long and you lose kind of your social life. You lose a little bit of your, like your own identity of who you are because you're just trying to build. But, you know, it's easy for me to be like, I, 
I shouldn't have done that. But no, like I needed to do that in my early stages of my career to sacrifice so much of myself to be able to have this kind of well-rounded, I guess, portfolio now and just being able to to reap the, I guess, all the, the seeds that I sowed. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right, guys, back in a minute. I want to tell you guys about thinks and I want to talk about our periods and I want to be honest about just how incredibly messy and awkward and sometimes just downright frustrating that time of the month is. Thinks are washable, reusable underwear that absorb your period. They look and feel just like normal underwear. They're cute, but they're better. You can use them as a total replacement to your pads and tampons or as a backup to tampons or a cup to prevent leaks. I love sleeping in them. I mean, again, (sighs) I preach vulnerability and being super raw and transparent on this show, but like I can't even make it through the night sometimes without totally ruining a pair of underwear, having to change my sheets because of the heaviness of my period. With thinks, I get to put these on and have confidence and be secure that that is not going to happen. They come in a range of absorbances from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or two and a half regular pads worth of blood. Every pair of Thinx is made with their signature four-layer gusset technology that works quickly to absorb your period, to wick away moisture, even to neutralize odors and prevent leaks. Thinx are reusable. Yes, reusable, machine washable. They're easy to wash. You just toss it in the washing machine with your other laundry and you hang it to dry. You guys, Thinx is size inclusive, offering all of their styles and sizes up to 4X. I am so excited about Thinx. I feel like this is a revolutionary invention and I'm not alone. Apparently there are 14,000 five-star reviews for Thinx. So here's what you do. Go to rethinkyourcycle.com and use my code CAT, C-A-T-T, for $10 off your first order. That's $10 off your first order of Thinx. Rethinkyourcycle.com. Thinks. T-H-I-N-X is offering our listeners $10 off. Make the switch to Thinks today. Okay, back to the show now. You love what you do. I mean, I, do. I, I, I think that is really apparent for people who follow you and have followed your career that, you know, you you are very passionate. You're like led with just the love of, I guess, the game, you know, mm-hmm. whether it started out as fashion and then, you know, creating businesses. And I know community means so, so much to you. Um, how important is that? Because... <sighs> wow, are we lucky? I mean, I've had a similar path in that like I've loved what I've done up to this point and it doesn't feel like work. Mm -mm. Has that always been the case or have there been pockets of your career where you're like, okay, this isn't serving me. So I'm going to, I'm going to pivot over here because it just doesn't agree with really what you want. Yeah, actually. So when I first started content creating as quote unquote a blogger back then, I was in college. I was doing it for fun. I didn't have a family. I didn't have kids. I had nothing but just going to school, right? So I would post about my outfits. I would post about kind of what I ate in the day. 
And then my followers just started to grow with me. So then naturally, I kind of extended it to, you know, my boyfriend and then my became my fiance. And then eventually we got married and then we had kids and then went through a separation, like all of that. Right. So the beauty of that is that when you grow a community, they feel so connected to you in a sense where you are just being your most vulnerable self and you're putting yourself out there. But there is a price to pay on that. And I didn't understand that until I went through my divorce. Because when I went through my divorce, which was about a year and a half ago, I decided that I do not want to show my kids anymore online. And then I decided that I just don't really want to show my personal life how I used to show it. And because I allowed so much of myself to the public before they got really mad at me. Whoa. Yeah. But at first I was like, wait, why are you guys getting mad at me? This is not your life. This is my life. But then I had to take a step back and I said, but that's my fault because I allowed them in and all of a sudden you're shutting them out. Of course, they're going to be upset, right? You are a part of their day to day and you're part of them like wanting to check in to see how your kids are doing. And I allowed that to happen. So when I finally drew the boundaries, I had to kind of make a, not a huge announcement, but just like a little announcement saying, this is why I'm doing this. It's not like I'm never going to show my kids, but it will be a lot less than what you guys are used to. And this is, these are the reasons why. And most people like just wanted to hear from me why I was doing it. And then they respected that. So I think going back to the original question that you asked, I showed so much of my life, but now I'm I'm really understanding how to draw those boundaries and being a lot smarter about it, but still being able to give them what they want in a more, I guess, I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it's just in a, a smarter way for me. A smarter way. Yeah. Was there something that happened? Was there a moment? Like what 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 really provoked the shift? I think it was when I was going through my divorce, really, because I was in the shittiest place, right? I was in this deep, dark hole. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I was able to fake it for a long time because I was going through depression for a very, very long time. But no one knew that, right? I, I wasn't posting myself crying. I wasn't posting about the problems that I had with my ex. Like I never showed any of that because I was keeping up with the Joneses. I was trying to keep up with this lifestyle or this image that I created for myself online. And so when I was actually in that hole, I was like, I can't even fake it anymore. Like I can't even take a photo where I can like put on makeup and smile because I'm just so, like I'm just so beyond that point, right? Mm. And so when I was actually in it, I was like, why would I even fake it at this point? So that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to share with people that this is what I'm going through. They don't need to know why I'm going through it or the, you know, why we're getting divorced. That's none of their business. But I just need to make an announcement saying that I am not in a good place right now. I'm not going to be posting that much. And I hope that you guys can just like respect my time. And for the most part, most of my followers were like, we'll respect your time, take however much time you need. But it was during that time when I was like, I can't even, I can't even get out of bed. Like, how am I going to put on an outfit and like, try to take a cute outfit photo. I just can't even do that. You know what that shows though is just so much, so much self-love because that's, that is, that's so hard because on the one hand you have this somewhat obligation mm -hmm. to the people who have helped build your, your business right. at the end of the day. But also there's nothing worse than that feeling of self-betrayal because I, I can relate to that a little bit. People would always ask me like, 
you could have stayed at E. And if you, you know, what would that have looked like if, you know, even if they paid me or whatever, there's you. It's such a sense of self-betrayal when you're faking your life, when oh, it is yeah. not authentic. And to do that just feels so kind of, of dirty. So there comes a point where you just have to go, I'm not doing you any good. I'm not doing myself any good. I'm not doing my kids any good. And just owning that, even though that that is hard to do. It's the hardest thing to do. You know, it was... I think it's so, I'm not saying that there is a right or wrong. Like for me, I had to go through that shitty time to really know that it was the right decision that I was making, right? And I'm sure with you, with E as well, like you had to like kind of continue on until you're like, okay, this is the right decision for me right now. And I think a lot of women, when it comes to divorce, they actually experience it and process it way longer before they actually make the decision because it takes a long time to process. And for us, we need to know that it's going to be the right choice, right? And so when I looked in the mirror, it was my birthday of 2020. I filmed myself crying. I was like, and not to post it, I was just like, I just need to remember how this feels. Like, it feels wrong. It doesn't feel like this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Like, why am I in this place still, right? And then so April 2021, I was like, I'm still here. Like, I'm actually, it's gotten worse. It's been one full year and that's why I recorded myself. So I highly, like whoever's listening and maybe you guys are going through a hard time, we tend to forget things and we tend to like, kind of put things under the rug. So I highly recommend recording yourself, not to pose or not to share with the world, but just so you can remember how you feel at that given time. And I remember watching that video. I'm going to cry. I remember watching that video again and I was like, shit, what am I doing? I'm still here. It's been one freaking whole year and nothing has changed. And whose fault is that? That's my fault, right? And so... It was that video on my birthday on April 21 where I was like, okay, like I I need to do something about this. And so I always say my birthday now has a whole new meaning because it was when I decided to choose myself and decided to move forward with the decision that I knew I had to make but was too scared to make. And April 2022, which was just like a month ago, a few weeks ago, I had this huge celebration, which I never throw parties ever. I've never been about like celebrating my birthdays, but it was really kind of a new chapter, celebrating a new chapter because I just, just two years ago, I was in a place or just a year ago, I was in a place where I really did not love myself. And I looked in the mirror and I was so mad at myself. And I said, you know what, Chriselle, like you could either do this for another year, another five years, another 10 years, and it's going to be it's going to go by so fast. Or you could go through the pain right now and just endure it. It's going to be hard. But, you know, you're going to come out of it. Uh, Yeah. Don't move. It sure is a beautiful day. We'll be right back. All right, you guys, listen up. Whether you are looking for carb-conscious, gluten-free, plant-based, or calorie-conscious options— 
check out Green Chef. It's the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. I love Green Chef. I've been using it for several months. I personally really like to use it during the week. It's kind of my healthy, time-efficient way to make meals because everything is pre-measured. It's pre-made. Their sauces, their dressings, their spices, everything kind of gives me this chef-curated flavor and a whole lot less time. They've got fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients that I can trust. Green Chef happens to be the number one meal kit for eating well. It saves you time by cutting down on all that weekly meal planning, the prepping, and even the grocery shopping. And with Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by at least 25% versus grocery shopping. That's according to HelloFresh Global Food waste study. Green Chef has vegan and vegetarian recipes. They're full of plant-based proteins and wholesome sides. My kids love them. They love that I put something together for them uh, with ease. And I execute. I execute with Green Chef because, yeah, I have a little help. So, You got to check them out. We've got a code for all of our It Sure Is Beautiful Day listeners. Go to greenchef.com slash cat130. Use my code cat130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Enjoy. To watch you like through your tears right now, even, but still with your bright smile, Mm -hmm. it's I can tell like a mix of emotions like any real life event is. It's Mm -hmm. the pain portion, which is excruciating and feels like it's never going to go away. And it's such a dark place, as you've described. So honestly, you know, you said you had depression, actual depression because of this. But I love that you speak to getting to the other side. And and I've talked about this on my show, same, same, similar, you know, a relationship that literally took me out, took me out. Mm. And I know people listening know that pain. Before we get to the celebratory new lease on life you have, you know, at those trying times where, you know, a whole year goes by and you're being honest with yourself and you're, you're like, taking inventory Mm. like of what the hell you're going to do or not do or how that looks. How, what helped you get there? What helped you get to your decision to, to finally declare, okay, Chriselle's going to choose this. And here's why, because this is the, the, this is how I envision the best life for myself and my girls. So I really had to take my kids out of the picture as selfish as that sounds, because I think for the past few years that I was going through these issues and this problem that I was facing was because I didn't, I couldn't take the necessary steps because I kept thinking about the kids and I kept thinking about, oh, we cannot get a divorce because of the kids. Because I grew up in a very traditional family as many uh, people of our generation did. And so for and me, a lot of parents or husbands and wives stay together for the kids, for even the though kids. they are unhappy. Right. Yeah. Right. And so for me, in my head, I was like, anything that I could do to make this marriage work so the kids can have the both of us. And so at that point, because I was in the deepest place I've ever been in my life, I was like, OK, just for a second, don't think about the kids. Just think about for yourself. Right. And I did that for the first time. And I was like, wow, like. 
I need to think about what I need first. I need to put my mask on first before I put the kids' masks on in order for me to really thrive and to be in a place so I could give more love to the kids. And and eventually they will get there and they will understand this will become their new normal. So I think that is that was a very first step for me to actually take to make a decision for myself is taking the kids out of the picture and seeing myself just happy again. And then obviously once I made that decision, then it was like, okay, how are we going to handle it with the kids? Like what, what do we do for them to make, to be super comfortable through this transition? And so, yeah, it was a kid portion that was the hardest part as I'm sure with most people, as I'm sure it was with you as well. Sure, sure, sure. The other element though that you have that the average person doesn't is the public profile, right? Mm. So there's that piece of, I've created this life. I have this huge following. I have this global audience and they know Chriselle and Alan and the kids. Yep. So how much of that was a part of your reluctancy to admit how bad it was? I think that that was definitely something that was on top of mind because, you know, people assume that everything was perfect. You know, we, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you guys have the most perfect family. You guys have the most perfect life. Like you guys are so good looking together. You guys have the best, like, you know, all of that. Like we created, I created that. And so just to be real and honest for the first time with my followers and just letting them know, like, look, everything that you see on the internet is like something that was planned. Like, not saying that everything was a lie, but you're not seeing like probably 90% of the picture. You're only seeing a sliver of our life. And so I think having that open conversation, I think a lot of people appreciated it because I think what I've realized through this process, Kat, is that more people than not are going through shit. And when you're actually able to communicate that and be open and vulnerable about your own situation, they almost respect you more. And I was scared, to be honest. I was scared to be like, oh, are they going to think that I'm a failure, that I, I like misled them? But no, when I actually came out with that news and I announced it, the amount of people that came to me, that DM me, that emailed me, that were commenting, and I'm sure you got this too, it's just more like, wow, I respect you so much. And I was like, what? You respect me for what? Like, and I was shocked. I was super, super shocked because I was not expecting that that kind of outcome, I guess, from them or that reaction from them. But it just shows you people want human connection. People just want you know, real connection. And I think that's what they felt from me when I actually was honest with them for the first time. Real, real, exactly. Did you experience that as well? Yes, very much so. I mean, the the word that comes to mind is truth for me because that that was very much what has gone into, I suppose, some of the biggest decisions in my life, personal and professional. It's like, what is the truth? How do we find the truth and then live the truth? And it sounds like that's exactly where you landed. It's like, this is my truth. And now I get to live it this way. And and I'm going to share it with my audience. And how can they not accept that? I mean, that is, there's nothing more pure than what is true. And as you and I get older with like all these like Gen Z kids (laughs) and like the, the next generation of creators that are coming up and even like talent, right? Like the question I continuously ask myself is like, how, how can I use my platforms to better serve the communities now, right? Like how can I empower 
this next generation. Yes, of course, cute outfits, you know, make makes them want to go shopping. That's part of my job. I get it. But like when I really think about the impact that I want to leave with the work that I do is for the next generation to remember my story so they could apply it to their life when they're in similar situations and just make better choices, right? And I think that's why it's so important for public figures to be honest because we have so much power in that sense that people are willing to listen. So why not be real with them, right? So true. So, so true and so healthy. And I know, look what you've already, I mean, the people you've touched just through sharing this story, even though it's difficult, even though here you have to come on another podcast and talk about (laughs) it and let it all hang out. It's not easy, people, by the way. You know, it's not easy to open up this way, but I, I commend you for the purpose behind what you're doing now. And I bet in some ways that's more gratifying for you overall with your work because you get to just like, it's a lasting legacy really yeah. that, you know, this is your story. Yeah. I mean, as I was going through my divorce, I'm just like, holy shit. How come no one told me about this? What are all these, what, what? He, they get what person, what? Like my mind was Blown. We won't go into the nitty gritty of that. Um, when I'm ready to talk about it, I'll come back onto your podcast. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, the next generation, they have to make smarter choices than us. They have to understand why you're getting married. Not not just for love, right? I, I get it. Like people get married for love. That's part of it. But there's so much more. There's so many layers that you have to think about. You're literally intertwining your life, your businesses, your money, everything, right? Are you watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard Oh my trial? goodness. Hello. I oh mean, my goodness. I, I think that's hitting home for a lot of people. I know people are like, oh my God, the assets, the divide, the lies, the, you know, the boy, it can get messy. But then, you know, a lot of people think that that it's just the men that, that happens to like, no, women are working and making our own money now. Right. And that could happen right. to us now. Yes, yes, and ma'am. so it's so, for me, I just feel such a responsibility now to educate and empower the next generation of girls and women. And because I have two daughters, I'm like, yo, you you guys have to know this stuff because it could make or break you, literally. And so I that's kind of like my next mission in life now. <laughs> Well, that's really powerful stuff. And you're right. That's absolutely real stuff. And these are conversations that just have not been had before because the scales are tipping now. You're right. It used to be all the men were making all the money. You know, as things change decade after decade, now we've got women as breadwinners and we've got, you know, divorce still happening. And then how does that look? And it is a new era and it is a lot to think about. And it is one more way we can empower girls. Not only get out there and make your money, it's also, by the way, protect your money and, mm-hmm. and 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 be careful with your your finances. And I used to be that planner. I used to be like, okay, got a boyfriend, got to get married, got to have this much money in the bank at this age, got to make this, you know, I planned everything for the next three, five, 10 years. And that's how I've always lived up until this happened. And now, not that I never plan, I you still plan, but I kind of plan and I let it go. And then I come back to being present and I just focus on like what's in front of me. And I've never lived my life that way. I love that so much. And I want to talk a little more in depth about that. We'll be right back. 
You know, I am always encouraging you guys to eat well, make healthy choices so I can feel good about telling you about better bears. Every now and again, we want to indulge and want to have a little candy. You will not believe better bears and how they have created, gosh, a a confectionery beyond sugar, beyond artificial ingredients into something that's better that is nearly indistinguishable from traditional full sugar candy. There's no aftertaste. My kids love it. I stick it in the pantry. It goes really, really fast. So get this Better Bears. They're plant-based ingredients in these gummies. They've got recyclable packaging. They're revolutionizing candy to something that is actually good for you and for the planet. Their gummy bears are naturally sweetened, they're low in sugar and calories, and they're high in fiber and flavor. They don't have all that nasty stuff that most candies do. Their gummy bears are free from gelatin, free from sugar alcohols, no gluten, no artificial flavors, like I said, no artificial colors, and no GMOs. So take advantage. You can Pack these in the kids' lunches and feel good about them, guys. Better Bears wants to help spread the joy of plant-based low-sugar candy. Click the link in my show notes and use my discount code CAT10 to get 10% off your order today. Say yes to candy. Now, back to our conversation. There's this word of pain, and it sounds like you were at one point, and not the so distant past, really in a lot of pain. I have, through my own personal experiences, really found pain to be one of our greatest teachers. Mm. Do you agree with that? Has pain taught you something? Sometimes it can it can really unlock us in a way to reveal things maybe we never saw before. Pain is probably the most valuable lesson. It's where we all need to be to fully just open ourselves up again, right? I think without pain, you won't ever truly understand what happiness is either, right? And so I did go through a lot of pain. And at the moment, I was like cursing the gods. I'm like, why? Why me? Like I was a perfect wife. I did everything right. Like I worked so hard for the family. Why is this happen- happening to me? And I had to kind of process that pain and that anger and just be there for, for a hot minute, at least for like, I would say three months, right? I was in that pain and I had a lot of therapists that were helping me and guiding me through it. But now that I've come out to the other side, I'm like, that was where my heart was the most vulnerable. That was where my heart was so tender. And it, it's almost like, like someone like slashed me open and like all that blood was gushing out. And then once it stopped, it's like I was able to create new skin again, right? I was able to be born again. But without my skin being like cut off, like I wouldn't have been able to develop this new, new skin, this fresh skin, right? Mm, That's so gorgeous. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. So I think we all have to go through the pain. We all have to go through the fire. And once you come out of the fire, you will be burnt, but the burns will heal. Yeah. And you will have fresh skin again. And you just have to go through it. And I always tell people, it's not going to last forever. Like no matter how painful it is, it won't last forever. 
Right. Um, and take comfort in that. So anybody yeah. listening who who is there now in the eye of the storm, take comfort in knowing, A, this, this is almost sometimes the actual medicine because then you become, you blossom into this new version of yourself, this new skin like you're describing. Mm-hmm. And and what I hear you saying and what I've heard you saying, you know, when you have talked about, you know, the, the last few years is that you today sitting here are happier than you've ever been. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just alluded to it that you're like, you know, now I plan. I'm smart. Of course you are, you know, you you're protecting yourself and 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 your girls and 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 you're still navigating life with a good head on your shoulders, but you're also more present than ever before. Mm-hmm. How is being present and maybe letting go a little mm. of being so attached and being, you know, all of the wonderful traits I'm sure that have helped contribute to your success in some ways it has to be a little freeing to to not hold on so tightly anymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was the opposite of who I am today because I could not be present. Like I couldn't even have this conversation with you because I was so in my head about what I needed to do next. Um, And I don't know if that was a distraction or like a way for me to kind of cover up my depression of where I was at with my relationship at the time. But I was constantly thinking about the future and planning And I was never able to have a conversation with people because I was so not present. And so when I was going through- probably missed a lot of experiences. Oh my God. If your head is always in the future, my son is a little like this. I'm always Mm. preaching at him. It's like, you're you're missing the beauty in, in, in the mundane. You're missing so much when you're not actually here for this. I missed everything. Like people would look at my life and be like, you're literally traveling to the most fancy places, the most beautiful places. How does it feel? And I'm like, I don't know how it feels. Like, I I literally was not there. Like mentally, physically, I was there. Mentally, I was not there. I was somewhere else in the clouds. Like, I don't even remember that trip. That's how it was for me. And so when I was able to fully realize how important it was for me to be present, and not just important, but how beautiful it was just to be present, just to sit here. I remember the first moment And I had to go through a lot of therapy and a lot of work to get here to be able to be like, okay, what does it even mean to be present? How do you even be present? Like, I didn't understand that concept. (laughs) So it took a lot of work for me. But I remember it was September of last year. It was at a fashion show and I was like in the thick of it, going through my divorce. And I was sitting there. It was outdoors. And all of a sudden, (laughs) it's going to sound so corny the wind hits my face and I felt the wind blow my hair and it almost felt like it was in slow motion. It was so weird. And I was like, and everything slowed down. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here. I'm here right now. And I felt the wind hit my face. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm present right now. Like I'm just, I'm not even, I'm not even worried about like bringing out my phone. I mean, it's problematic sometimes. Like the first year it was kind of hard because I like had to work yeah. and I was like, no, I'm going to be present. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take out my phone. Assignment present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously I had to find like a good balance between the both. But, but yeah, that was, it. I felt it. You and I was like, it. oh, I'm here. I'm here and I'm alive. You know, it's so funny that you're using that as an example because I don't know if you've read any Eckhart Tolle. Mm. Are you familiar with him? He 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 was the one who wrote the book Power of the Now. Oh, I got that book from a friend. Yes. I haven't read it yet. Okay, well, you're already on course. You're doing all the right exercises because 
myself included. I was when I, my kids were young and I was, you know, working 15 hour days and I, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at being chill. I wish I had more drive like you. I could take a lot of pages out of your handbook. I might be more successful, but, (laughs) but I remember I was so interested in this whole idea of being in the present and the exercises for anyone listening who also is like, yeah, be in the present. What does that actually mean? And how do you actually achieve that? Mm -hmm. You know, he, his, his advice was you, you kind of sit, it's not actually meditating, but you focus on your many different senses, just like you're describing Mm -hmm. a feeling the wind on your face, like touch is a feeling like, listen, you know, that's why I love to walk because it takes me out of my house, off my screen, you know, off of my keyboard, doing whatever. I love to walk and I love to run because you are so kind of forced to be in the pain of the moment because I still hate running, but you look at the trees and you look at the flowers. It's like using all the senses. What are my eyes seeing at this moment? What is that flower? What like take in that beauty with your eyes. What are you feeling? Like close your eyes then. And what are you feeling on your skin? What's the temperature? What's the wind like? Well, you know, then it's like, oh, what am I hearing? Are those birds chirping? Is that a helicopter overhead? Mm -hmm. You know, if you can try to get super in tune and grounded with your senses, you're forced to be in the moment. You're forced to be in the present. And so if you're someone that struggles with that, that's a great way to kind of, if you can do that as often as you can to just have those moments where you can practice, you'll find that it's such a peaceful place to be that you'll want to be there all the time. Yes. And I kept craving for those moments. And so after that experience, as as you said, I just wanted that more and more and more. So I just became more present with things around me. And naturally, one day after another, all of a sudden, I was like, I'm here. I am freaking alive. It took a year, but then it was a year of practicing being present. And I was like, okay. And then at that point, my therapist was like, okay, um, so what are we talking about today? I'm like, I, I don't I don't have anything else to talk to you about because <laughs> I'm just like, not that, not that I don't do therapy anymore, but I just felt like I finally achieved what my goal was with her which was to just appreciate and fully be present. And and it took a year's worth of work. And I've never felt more alive in my life. And I've never been happier. And the meaning of happy, and I think a lot of people get this confused with like, I don't know, just like partying and having fun and going on trips and all of that. No, no, no. Like, yes, that's what you might see on Instagram. But no, the true meaning of happiness is being present. It's like just literally being able to enjoy the moment and nothing else. And that for me, I've realized that through this process, that's all I need. Like I could literally just be here right now and be the happiest person. And I am the happiest person right now because I'm just so happy to see you. I'm so happy to talk to you and your audience about my experience. And that's happiness, right? It doesn't have to be this like extravagant thing. It's just the little day-to-day thing that you can so appreciate. See, Chris, I love hearing you say that because I think, you know, it's like what you've said. You, you've offered such an aspirational way of life. And of course, you know, I see you with your brand new, gorgeous, big ass Chanel bag. And that's <laughs> amazing. Right. And who doesn't want to acquire beautiful things and wear beautiful things and be at Paris at Fashion Week and all these things. But it's so great to hear you say and honest of you and transparent to hear you say at the end of the day, someone who has lived the fairy tale, like you're not saying living in the castle is where the happiness is. You're saying being here with people, connecting, having real conversations with your audience, real, the realness, the rawness even of life in its simplicity is is where the peace is. It is. It really is. Yeah. And look, I had everything. Like I had 
this massive house that I just bought. I had nice cars. I was traveling the world. I had all the design, like I had everything. And I lost not all of it, but I lost most of it. I don't have that house anymore. We downgraded to like a way smaller house, you know, got rid of all the fancy cars. I have my kids half the time because now I'm co-parenting. So that in itself, you're just like, whoa, like lost that. But I've never been happier, right? And that just shows you it's not about people. It's not about things. It's about yourself. It's about how you view yourself and how present you are with yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how this shift has affected your work mm-hmm. because clearly you've had a beautiful model that has allowed you to get to the point that you are, you know, having your own company, having many employees, you know, having your hands in so many different parts of the industry, beauty and fashion and digital world, podcasting now. How has the new Chriselle influenced your, your work and your business? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned earlier, and when I first discovered how to truly be present, it was a little hard for me to like get back into work mode because I had to understand how it was to be present without having to like pull out my phone and like record everything because that's what I usually do, right? So I had to find a good balance. And again, I'm not regretting the hustle that I had to do for the first 15 years of my life to get to where I'm at. And there was no balance there whatsoever. It was just work, 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 work. I think everyone has to have a, they have to pay a price to get to where they want. And there is a necessary time that needs to be put in in order for you to achieve your dreams and your goals and your businesses and all of that. So I don't regret anything, but I'm at a place in my life right now where I have the option where I can be like, okay, I don't, have to work like that anymore, right? So I'm not downplaying people that are hustling because if you can't find that balance, it's fine. Go hustle, go do it, right? But I think now in my life, because I have the option of like, okay, I don't have to work and build 24-7. I could have people around me that are supporting me. I, I have the means now to find amazing people that are better than me that could actually support me and like help me with my content, um, help me post, help me do these things. But I had to work up to this point, right? To be able to have those options. So now, even though we are doing more businesses than ever, we're creating more content than ever, I'm actually way more balanced because I have a system in place now. I'm able to kind of draw the boundaries of what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. And so that's been new for me as well this past year. Um, I've always had a team, but I was always still before my divorce, I was very much like, I'm going to do everything, even though I had like a ton of people. But now I'm just like, no, you're on my team. You're on my side. Like, I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you handle. I trust you. And you just kind of have to let that go. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I haven't brought up floor until this (laughs) point. I meant to when I hugged you, when you walked in here, I go, do I smell a certain way? I'm wearing missing ah, person today. I do. You didn't notice. <laughs> well, missing person is literally the scent of my skin. So I feel like I don't notice when people wear it because I'm just like, oh, it's just me smelling myself. Um, but thank you so this much. This venture is so cool. And the the I've, I've, I've smelled Not Your Baby. I've smelled missing person. The campaign has been so gorgeous. Everything surrounding the launch of this new business of yours and being creative director and everything you're doing uh, in regards to this, 
This this is fun. Is Missing in Person sold out, by the way? It is. It has a 150,000 person wait list right now. Holy hell. Which doesn't happen in fragrance. Oh and my gosh. It And it was our first fragrance that we launched and we did not expect this to happen. It went viral. And you know what it was? It took a life of its own because I don't know if you know the story behind Missing Person. It was literally me. And every scent has a story behind kind of my own evolution of coming to who I am today. But it's literally missing a moment in time, missing a person. It doesn't have to be a lover. It could be, I don't know, like somebody in your life, your family or a memory. And so people started sharing moments that they've missed. And so people just started sharing it on TikTok and started crying while smelling missing person because they were just so moved by how nostalgic it smelled. And some people were like, my my grandma just passed away last year. And this is like bringing some sort of like nostalgic feeling about her being alive again. It's the craziest thing. And it's not like I planned for that to happen. I was just sharing my own story and what I was going through because I really missed the number one thing that I felt when I got a divorce was the void of waking, when you wake up, the void of not having anyone there. It's like, you're literally just waking up to an empty bed, right? And so that's why it's called missing person. And yeah, it just kind of went viral and people started sharing their stories and they've never smelled missing person. And there's 150,000 person wait list, so right? making more? Yeah, so <laughs> yes, it's, Coming in June, we, we're we're having our our big drop in June, and hopefully there's enough for everybody. Yeah, um, there should be. But I I imagine you'll continue to roll out more and more and mm -hmm. more and more. And um, congratulations, Thank that's a you. good problem to have a wait list of 150,000. I mean, we're <gasps> we're just as shocked as anyone else because it we just weren't expecting, it. and I'm just so grateful. And it, that just shows you the power of being vulnerable and sharing your stories and. People can relate to that and they they appreciate that. On the TikTok tip, you have what? Some 3 million followers mm -hmm. on TikTok. Your girl here, Kat, I've, I've posted a single time on TikTok. The one I did post um, was during the pandemic, the first, like when we were on major lockdown and I was just forced. I was so bored that I was like, <laughs> I better do something to do. I'll, I guess I'll experiment with TikTok. I have since gone back to TikTok to learn that the one video I did post has already had the audio deleted. So now it doesn't even make sense. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I, I know it is uh, a responsibility of mine or at least a smart thing for me to do to start to no longer resist the TikTok game and actually get involved. So I'm going to ask you, the queen of TikTok, Give me some advice. Give me some starting points. Where should I, what, what's the, the recipe for this? And where do I begin? I think the beauty of TikTok is that, is that there is no recipe. I think people are just trying to figure out like, what do people like? But no, it's really about just you being your authentic self. It's almost unlearning what you've learned to do on Instagram, basically. Because in, on Instagram, you're like, okay, I need to edit this way. I need to color it this way. I need to put this caption. It's almost forgetting everything that you learned over there and and literally just posting whatever you want. Remember in the beginning days of Instagram, like you're just like, oh, let me capture this. So let me just <laughs> yes. post it right now. Within like five seconds, it's up. It's like a photo of your coffee or something, yes, right? And a bad one at that. Yeah. yeah. yeah with like and it would get like... 10 times the likes it gets now, by I know, the way. I know, I <laughs> know. It's, it's gone backwards. But, 
but it it was almost brainless in a sense. Uh-huh. Just, I'm just updating my people of yeah. like what I'm drinking right now. Okay. And so I can do that on TikTok. Yes. I don't need to overthink it. Because see, no. I'm a Virgo. And so I think that's the same reason I've never written a book yet. It's like I overthink it and then I just get paralyzed and I don't do it. So I just need to just start posting. Yeah. And, okay. and it's a numbers game at the end okay. of the day. I yeah. always say it's like if you post like, let's say five videos, probably one of them will hit. Mm-hmm. And so if you just have that mentality of like, it doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> I'm an, For me, it'll take it'll take five hours per video, but then it shouldn't matter. And then I'm like, but there went my day and it doesn't matter. Do you see my conflict? I mean, I do. <laughs> I, I, I get you because I was just like that. But it's always the ones that I spend so much time editing yeah. that never take off. And it's always that one video that I don't even edit. And it's just literally me doing something stupid or like a mistake that I wasn't supposed to do like during a dance or I was like falling. That's the one that always okay. goes viral. Okay, and, and it's not too late for me? No. Okay, it's never too late. I mean, I always, I think TikTok has changed a lot since the pandemic. I was very lucky in a sense where my persona on TikTok, Rich Mom, really took off in the pandemic because people were freaking bored and they just wanted laughter and humor. And Rich Mom so was so good. Rich Mom is everything, that. you guys, if you haven't seen it. So funny. I'm bringing um, her back, but as single Rich Mom. Oh, yes. And she's going to be teaching life lessons about marriage. And what you need to know as a young lady before you get married. Um, so And eventually cool. dating. And date. Well, on my podcast, <laughs> we're going to be talking about that because okay. I have a million questions okay. for you. Oh, man, I'm an expert. <laughs> Divorce <I> twice. <laughs> you know, um, breakup is my middle name. So I got all, all the advice you I need. I have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll do that on, on, my, on Being Boom Mom. So anyways... Yeah, I would just say post whatever and then see what sticks. Something will stick and then kind of continue to do what sticks. All right. Yeah. That sounds easy enough. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, we'll do one. We'll do one today. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is it that easy? Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. Marshall, my producer, is like, would you yeah. get on TikTok? Okay, done yeah. and yes, done. Yes, we'll do I, one today. I just... I am just overjoyed to have had this conversation with you. And I thank you so much for taking the time because I know you're so busy. I know you're hungover. I know you were at Jessica <laughs> Alba's birthday party last night. So it means a lot that you came to share your story. And you know what? You do it so, I mean, you know, listen, I've been doing interviews my entire adult life. And it is, you're so refreshing to speak with because you're just, you just are, you're just so authentically yourself. And it is so nice to be in conversation with someone Aww. like that. So just, I'm happy for you. You're Thank just, you, you are so glowing much. and um, I'm just so, so awesome. So you guys go listen to her podcast, follow her on Instagram, follow her on TikTok, buy her perfume. All the things will be in the show notes. So lots of love. Thank you, Kat. You are such an inspiration and thank you for all of your support through the years. <laughs> and I'm just so honored to be here today. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.